0: Hey guys, welcome back. This is March's episode of Keep It Real with Rachel Sinclair. And because March is National Nutrition Month, we are going to talk with my friend Maddie Lupel. We actually met at Stanford when I was a student there. And she's a dietitian, but she also has this amazing blog with beautiful pictures, just wonderful insight on how to eat healthy in a very balanced way. Which, let's be honest, we can all use a little help with. The other thing I want to tell you before I record is that I'm going to be playing a little game, I guess, during this episode. So, you know when you're a kid and your parents say, you say the words like and um all the time, and you're like, mom, no I don't like say um, like, like and um. Well, I thought that was over when we were kids, but apparently not, because let me tell you, when you're listening to yourself on a podcast, you catch everything that you say that is wrong it's kind of terrifying tbh so for this episode i'm going to donate a dollar to charity every time i say the words like and um now you guys know me i'm cheap but this is an attempt to make me more aware of how i'm talking and it's going to benefit a great cause so every time i say like and um as we record this i'm going to donate a dollar to girls inc it's a wonderful organization that supports girls ages 6 to 18, especially those in at-risk areas or situations, but it promotes healthy living with relationships, with school, with physical activity. It's it's a really great organization. So we will see how this goes. Anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Maddie Lupel. Maddie, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on here. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Yes. Okay. So, Maddie and I just a little background info. Maddie and I met at Stanford when we were both students there, and I've obviously since come to Nashville. But now Maddie has graduated and is getting tell us tell us what exactly you your degree is in, and then tell us about your internship that you're doing right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I'm actually working to become a registered dietitian, and um, what that basically consists of for education is you end up doing a four-year bachelor degree in nutrition and dietetics. So I graduated actually last May with that. And then basically what you need to do is an internship program, which requires um, a minimum of about, about 1,200 hours of... Wow. Uh, yeah. Then we have to write the exam afterwards. So got a study for that. And actually as of um, 2020 you're going to need your master's degree as well. So right now I'm actually uh, – the program I'm in is a combined program with the internship and the master's program. So
0: Okay, yeah. so you're going yes. ahead and knocking the requirements out of the way. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So it's been – like I said, it's been busy, but it's
1: been – I've been learning a lot just this past year. It's been awesome, though, yeah.
0: I bet you have. So I know nutrition and dietetics covers a lot of different areas. So what has been your focus for your internship? Like, what does your day-to-day look like?
1: So at, I'm actually at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, so UAB's program. And I got the opportunity to work at UAB Hospital, which is a pretty well-renowned hospital in the southeast here. Yes. And um, a lot of my clinicals there and um, worked at different uh, intensive care units and everything, but it was really intense but awesome and then there's also a variety of um different outpatient clinics that you can work at so right now i'm actually working with uh cystic fibrosis patients um and it's really interesting to me so there's a lot of different i guess clinical experiences you get but my passion is definitely more in the food blogging and kind of like entrepreneurial type dietitian job yes
0: (laughs) so and and if i can say you are doing a great you're doing a great start to to going in that direction because you have a gorgeous blog it's maddieleefit.com is that right
1: uh yes, that's the name of my website i actually um i used to really be into fitness and bodybuilding and everything but i am transitioning it moreover to be called maddie's plate so okay just just i thought that would be more nutrition related and Um, and everything but
0: yes that's the name of my blog right now and uh, my instagram is maddie's plate yes and that's m-a-d-d-i-s plate right and you you not only have really insightful information but you also have just beautiful pictures and everyday tips that i find really appreciative because i feel like a lot of times people who are in this yeah you're welcome I feel like a lot of times people in this space are either so fitness and um, I I guess just sort of in the weeds of the details where me as just an everyday person, it it feels like it's hard for me to get on that level because I'm thinking, "I, I don't know what all this means and the carbohydrates and the complex and the, you know, but, and then you have other people who it's just pretty pictures but there's not necessarily any yeah. substance behind it. And I feel like you do such a good job of meeting in the middle.
1: Really
0: yeah. Really nice.
1: I really, really do appreciate that compliment. It means a lot. But um, yeah, I think, and even for myself, I, I see like a wide spectrum of people on social media, just, um, and it's hard to really decipher what nutrition information out there is really. I don't want to, it's truthful, I guess, or that those that are kind of like myths.
0: Oh, because anybody um, can pop on and make a statement, you know.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And you know what, I'll be the first to admit, even being in school and learning nutrition for the past five years, like, I can even buy into it sometimes. Like, it's really, especially with all the pretty pictures and everything. But, um, yeah, I think it's just so important to, to, like, give people accurate information and just And nutrition, another thing, too, is that it's a constantly evolving um, field. So, like, one year we think that low-fat diets are good, and now we're thinking the keto diet's good, and it's just...
0: Right. It can be very overwhelming, so, yeah. For sure. Well, tell me... I know that you've been very open about how, like, you had struggled in the past with body image and nutrition, (laughs) and, and that inspired you to do what you're doing now. So... Can you can you tell yes. us about that journey and how you came to the other oh, side?
1: Absolutely. So, growing up, like throughout my childhood and adolescence, I would say that my relationship with food was like a swinging pendulum. So I used to be, I used to gorge on food when I was little, in elementary and junior high school. I loved pizza and fettuccine alfredo and ice mm. cream. And I remember coming home from school some days, and I would just like a whole bunch of whipped cream in my mouth and it was delicious <laughs> but
0: um I think we've all honestly, done that a yeah, time or two <laughs>
1: exactly 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 and yeah it was really good but um and but once I I'd say around high school um you know with peer like with everybody going through puberty and um just I guess growing up and uh just peer pressure and everything I just I um, was struggling a lot with my body image and as a result of that I was um, just dieting became very obsessive for me and Mm -hmm. um, you could start to see it like physically socially, emotionally and everything and um, as a result of that my mom she actually took me to a counselor so um, I was seeing her for about a year or two and then um, so that was kind of like high school and everything and then I kind of like back a bit, and I got into bodybuilding, and um, that was my first two years of university. So my my freshman and sophomore year.
0: Were you in Canada at this point? That's correct. Okay,
1: yes, I was in Canada still. Um, okay. So this was before I uh, transferred to Stanford. Okay. In my junior year, and um, even though that was, I was still eating enough calories. I felt like, and you know, trying to build muscle and everything, but you know disordered eating or unhealthy relationships with food doesn't necessarily mean dieting to become skinny and looking like a fashion model you know it it can still become obsessive in so many ways even you see in people who are overweight who like to or not necessarily overweight but just people who love to binge eat like that's not necessarily the most healthy thing or that's not necessarily having the most healthy relationship with food either So,
0: um, right. There are different sides of this, of the spectrum and exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. So yeah, with my bodybuilding and everything, I would say it was a good transition for me in terms of eating more calories and kind of building my metabolism back, but it still wasn't my relationship with food still wasn't overly the healthiest. So, um, so I guess that just, that just kind of evolved. And then, um, you know, life just gets in the way. And then, as you, I feel like as I've just progressed throughout my education and everything from the relationships I've built to uh, experiences I've had, and even going to Stanford in a lot of ways, I've come to realize that, you know, there's so many awesome facets that food, food provides in our lives. And, you know, whether it's physically and, you know, providing fuel for our bodies to, get through our days to work hard, to go to the gym and everything, um, to even just, like, sitting around the table with your roommates or your family and just
0: yes. enjoying,
1: a meet, like, Christmas dinner, or pizza night or something like that. Right. So, um, and emotionally and everything. So I think it's, you know, and I just, I want to share that with people now. So that's kind of, like, yeah. my main thing.
0: So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what you said at the beginning about the pendulum is so poignant yes. because it... It almost makes me even nervous when, you know, being on a podcast and talking about this, because I know there are probably people who are listening who are on one side where dieting is yeah. at the forefront of their minds and they're not eating enough and it's mm-hmm. all about this. But then you can also have people. I mean, myself included in all of this, on the other end, who think, oh, I'm not going to care. You know, I'm just, I've I've had a hard week at work, and so I'm going to eat whatever I want to. And if, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a whole pint of ice cream seems great, then I deserve mm-hmm. it. You know, I, I see both of those sides. Exactly. So um, exactly. it, I guess balance is the important thing. Is that what you would exactly. say?
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, before I get into that, I just, I want to say that, and I think a lot of dietitians and other nutrition professionals would agree with me that there's really no such thing as a perfect having a perfect relationship with food. Like, mm. you know, we're only human and, yes.
0: you know... Uh, like, people need to hear that. I need to hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, even as somebody who studies nutrition and strives to have a perfect relationship with food, that in itself is not even, like... That just is, like, a self-defeating... I don't know what the right, right. word it's is. Right, it's not attainable. It's, like, hypocritical, yeah. Right. Exactly. So, I think it's just always important. Like, I try to, like... Just some things that I try to live by is just, like... You know, I want to enjoy... I want to eat good food that makes my body feel great, that fulfills even being with my friends and just enjoying yes. myself and everything but you know right
0: because you food don't want to go out if all your friends are going no. out for a pizza night you don't want to say oh Absolutely. I'm just going to sit here and drink water with lemon exactly. because you know that you well, know if yeah. you're trying to be healthy yeah I see what you mean
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I mean it's still you know there is an area of dietetics where you know we need to help people lose weight and help treat their diabetes or um right you know some people have a lot of different surgeries that make them, you know, they have to legitimately limit their intake of certain foods or allergies and everything, but it still is, you know, there's still ways to work around that, and I still think it's important to just, like, you know, at the end of the day, eat in a way that makes your body feel good and your well-being that satisfies your well-being and everything.
0: So Yes, eat in a way that makes your body feel good. Well, let's talk about the kitchen because you have just, like I said, shared so many nice recipes and just beautiful pictures so what are some of your favorite like do you have favorite fruits or vegetables that that you cook with or what is you like Maddie's (laughs) go-to in the kitchen um
1: so I feel like I'm trying to think I I'm not an overly picky person like I just I love to try new foods I love to buy foods that are in season yeah like every basic millennial girl. I love Trader Joe's and all their
0: products mm-hmm. and everything. And who
1: doesn't? <laughs> a lot of, exactly, just like a lot of fruits and vegetables and everything. But off the top of my head and even just practically being a student who's cooking for one who is still watching her her budget to an extent and everything. Yes. Like a few practical staples that I like to have. I love having, I always have eggs on hand, mm. um, yeah. some sort of whole grain products. So I love having whole grain bread or um, whole grain pasta around like a good source of carbohydrates that is high in fiber that uh, fills me up and everything.
0: Um, sure. I
1: like my fruits and vegetables a lot too. So I love strawberries. Those are my favorite or mm. blueberries, like any types of berries. Like I said, I'm just, I'm not picky. I love all foods and Oh, I definitely have always have an avocado in my uh, sitting on my, um, on my counter in my fridge. Yes. So.
0: You know, it's funny, I did on my blog, this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's funny. Back in November, I did a Millennials Thanksgiving list, and one of the things I included for things Millennials are thankful for is avocados, and I I always have my mom proofread it, and she was like, do people what is the deal? Do they really wear avocado t-shirts? Is this just something you like? And I said, no, mom, everyone loves avocados. Love it's a that. thing. Oh God, so yes, I, I love me some avocado too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then when you're, when you're making a new recipe, you're playing around with, I know you made yes. like chocolate banana donuts or something the other day. Um, yeah Yeah, fun things like that do you just do you just get in there and experiment or do you have a process that you follow how do you start that yeah
1: absolutely so I end up kind of if I come up with an idea and um or like a food that I'd like to try with a new ingredient I'll google search a lot of different recipes online that are similar to that and then I'll kind of like I'll kind of just look at it and be like okay so obviously I'm not gonna like, I'll adapt it in a way that uses this new ingredient or this yeah, or this new ingredient to make in a way that is just different. So to kind of do your research um, first. I'll do, exactly. I'll do my research. Exactly. And then afterwards, I'll probably, I have like a recipe in my head or I'll write it down um, just to figure out like how this will turn out and everything. And then usually, or sometimes if it turns out great, then that's when I'll, uh, post it, or if it tastes really good, I'll have my roommates try it. Yeah, I'll post it. But um, if not, then I'll probably go back to the drawing board and be like, hmm, I think this could use a little bit more, a little bit more of a fat source to it, like olive oil or coconut oil or something, because right. it came out really dry. Or um, so that's yes. kind of how it ends up working for me. And actually, in my undergrad, I took a class. Um, it, it was like a food science class. We learned a lot about. The properties of different foods and how they contribute to um when you're cooking like the everything from the texture to the
0: taste to how a food bakes um right. and everything the science so, behind it, it kind of taste. yeah yeah exactly so well helpful, having that knowledge yes it's funny because I'm an experimental cook, I guess that's you could say, cool. <laughs> but I've, yeah, I just like will, right. I'll just toss things in and, you know, give it a shot. Why not? But one of the, yeah. one of my goals has been to find a healthy-ish or healthier dessert, <laughs> specifically a chocolate dessert, yeah. because I I have a sweet tooth. That's, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Um, you know, people say, are you salty or sweet? I'm definitely a sweet tooth girl but Thank I you, have, girl, I yeah, you feel me, but I have tried some different recipes and the first one was black bean brownies, which ooh, oh, yeah. it, it kind of came out purple. I don't even really know how that happened, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. I was, I was trying to eat them and my roommate was she she kept saying, Rachel, give it up. You don't have to eat these just because you made them. Don't, like, choke yeah. it down. So it's then – so the second good. thing I tried was a zucchini based a zucchini brownie that was kind of more like a bread, and that was good. Okay, um, good. Yeah. And then recently I did – I really have been on, on a kick trying to find something. Then most recently I tried avocado okay. brownies. Yeah. And here's the thing. They looked beautiful. The texture, the consistency – was great it was very fudgy but they did not taste good so
1: (laughs) Uh, Uh, did you find that they just weren't sweet enough or they just had a weird aftertaste
0: it was a weird aftertaste and i talked to one of my friends who also does baking and she said it might have been the fact that i used stevia instead of oh yeah would you agree Yes.
1: So, actually, a lot with a lot of those artificial sweeteners, and, you know, I'll sometimes bake with them, too, um, they tend to be kind of an aftertaste, and because the chemical properties, I guess, of those sweeteners are different than actual sugar, it will, um, just the consistency, but you're, you're saying that the brownie still does turn out fudgy, which is great, but sometimes with baking, it can also, like, if you, make, you use it with cookies, sometimes they turn out a little bit dry or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's um, usually when I end up using stevia or another type of um, low-calorie sweetener, no-calorie sweetener, I'll end up switching it. Um, like I'll use half of half of that, and then I'll end up still using half brown sugar, half regular sugar, or something. That's a good maple idea.
0: Syrup. yeah. That's, you know, and that's what the recipe actually called for was maple syrup, but I didn't have any, and experimental me, you know, I just, oh, I'll throw in some stevia. For Mm sure. No, I get that.
1: I do that too a lot, and then, and I even know there's a lot of my friends, I've, you know, I use stevia for a lot of, like, I put my coffee and everything, so I'm pretty used to the aftertaste, it doesn't bug me, but I know for my roommate, she does not like stevia at all, she's like, I can't do it, so. Right. Um he's also he's also wanting to become a dietitian too so um there you go like no not everybody you know you don't have to have artificial sweeteners you can still enjoy like if you're gonna bake you can still enjoy maple syrup maybe just not a cup of it but
0: um, yeah yeah it's just everything in moderation, everything in moderation. oh that's so good yes. well here's a question i had for you what am i probably not eating enough of like is there something that I should be aware of because I'm I'm a pretty all around you know I I, I try to yeah. eat healthy but like what what are most people just clueless that they're missing?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know I think well one thing about you know our practice and everything is that we do a very individualized approach. So um, it just depends. Like what I eat in a day is going to be different from what my roommate eats in the day, even though. Like I said, she's a, she wants to become a dietitian too compared to what my other roommate eats in a day compared right. to like what you would eat in a day. So everybody just, we all have different tastes for food. We all have different schedules. Like it's not, it's, there's not a one fits all approach. Um I don't know if that's really the answer you wanted, but...
0: No, um, that's that's actually thing. a really good answer yeah. that you can't just generalize yeah. things and say, exactly. oh, this is the formula for eating perfect, and it's not. Done <laughs> doesn't work that way. Exactly. Um,
1: and another thing, too, is that that's the other problem, too, with, like, all this social media and everything is a lot of people, you know, they think that they're deficient in X, Y, and Z, or even on, mm. you see that on Google websites and everything and they freak out and you know that's not always the case and everybody even all of our metabolisms are different too and how our body functions it's like like I just said it's not a one-fits-all approach but you know there is still a lot of research that's done just on our like on our population in general and or even just like different populations too so as young women for example a lot of and just the ways our body works and everything. Sometimes we tend to be a lot more deficient in iron compared to other people.
0: Right. Um, So that's like one example. And that can come through red meat, right? Like you can get iron because that's, that's an example where people could say, Oh, lean meats are healthier. I'm never going to touch red meat when it might be good for you to do that.
1: Exactly. Or even you see that a lot with um, a lot of, grains and everything, so they put, they add a lot of, they add iron to a lot of different cereals and uh, breads and everything, and some people are like, oh, I can't eat that because it's it's not low-carb or whatever, well, there's a chance you could also be missing a lot of your iron from that, too, so, yeah, it all just depends on the person, and then seeing from the other spectrum, too, you know, living in America, we've, you know, we're a very large portion of our, of the population is overweight or obese.
0: There's been a lot of studies done, and a lot of us are getting too much fat and sodium in our diets, or added sugar. Oh, yeah, the sodium, Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and the added sugar, that can sneak up on you. Yeah. I I bought some of these rice cakes the other day, which, you know, I usually enjoy, but it was an apple-cinnamon flavor, and I, I try to pay attention to the naturally versus artificially flavored, but... I got these home, and then I looked at the back, and there was so much, like, the percentage of added sugar was way more than I want. I mean, I didn't want any, but I thought, goodness, I thought I was eating relatively good, and then it's got all this sugar.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, like I was saying before, it's all about moderation. So if you end up having, or about balance, if you end up having a rice cake, maybe you'll probably end up not having a cookie later kind of
0: thing. Right. So... Mm-hmm. So it's just all about
1: moderation, but um, yeah, I, I remember—I don't know the exact numbers—but when I was doing a presentation and I was looking up, um, there was a study that they did in Canada at a grocery store, mm-hmm. and they counted the number of products with added sugar out of like the hundred fifty, the hundred thousand products that were in the grocery store. Right. And I think like fifty percent of the products in the grocery store had. Uh, added sugar. And there's like, I think there's like at least 50 different names of added sugar too. So it's just, it's, it's, it can be overwhelming and a little bit confusing for some people, but.
0: Sure. um, And that's sort of my kind of last question for you is what is one or two just simple everyday things that people can take away with you know, okay, I, I want to start eating healthier. I'm not going to do Whole30 or, you know, go on keto or whatever, but what's just a simple practice that people can do to be mindful about eating habits?
1: Absolutely. So um, that's, that's a pretty big question. So um, just as just a general thing, and I think I or comment, I mentioned it before, you know, try eating in a way that makes your body feel good sure you
0: know say it again um, that's important
1: (laughs) yeah eat in a way that makes your body feel good so i think that's important and then just as far as practical tidbits are concerned and you know a lot of research has been done on these foods and everything and you know the the government the usda government recommends them the american uh cancer society recommends them the American Heart Association always recommends it, but, you know, um, always making sure that you're adding um, a lot of fruits and vegetables into your diet, too, because there's a lot of fiber and a lot of really healthy, you know, just a lot of vitamins and minerals and a lot of things to support our health and our gut health and everything, so...
0: Sure, and even one of my favorite fruits is bananas because, one, they're they're Mm -hmm. filling they don't you don't have to wash you know that you can just take them along and peel them and they're cheap they're very cheap so exactly. Exactly. just simple things like that you know take a banana rather than a, yeah exactly. just more fruits and vegetables and then
1: I guess the last thing too is um you know just making sure that you get a variety of different foods in your diet too so um you know I've if somebody or somebody who's listening to this wants to follow a vegan diet I mean I respect that that's awesome um but it's always just like if you even if you are following a vegan diet or any diet it's just yeah it's so important to get a wide variety of foods ranging from like I was saying before fruits and vegetables to whole grains to Mm -hmm. uh protein foods to healthy fats and everything so just making sure that you're getting a wide variety of foods
0: get a wide variety those are my tidbits yeah. yeah, that was good. Just three points. That's great. <laughs> well, this has been really insightful. And I just, again, I, I appreciate your honesty and your, I want everybody to go follow you. It's uh, M A D D I S plate on Instagram and then dot com, which might change in the near future. <laughs> So for having me, Rachel.
1: It's a, it was such a pleasure chatting with you this morning and everything.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, we yeah. wish you the best of luck. Yes. Bye Maddie. Well, that was very fun and insightful. I'm telling you, you are all going to want to go follow Maddie at Maddie's plate and see her beautiful pictures, her great recipes. She is going far. So Maddie, we are so excited for you. So, drumroll, the final like and um count was 12, which is honestly a lot better than I expected. I definitely was more conscious and thinking about this during the show, so y'all may not care about this, but I thought it would be fun to do during the show. It would challenge myself, and $12 is going to Girls, Inc., Probably a little more than that because $12 is kind of wimpy, but it's a great organization. I will link to their website in the show notes. And oh, oh, if you have not already, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and that you've rated it five stars. If you want to add a comment to your rating, that is even better. It just helps more people find the show. Um, oh, okay well there was 13 for the like and um counts anyway keep up with me on instagram and twitter at one rachel sinclair i've got great things coming just around the corner so thank you guys so much bye